live on two joes down at the story hole. Oh. Hey, Ian. Hey, Joel. You better have your pants cinched up good. If you're gonna fly by the seat like you normally would. That really off-key rendition mm. of the season one, the story hole theme song. Yes. <sighs> fly by the seat, I think is the name of the song. It <laughs> is. By the band, the Incontinentals. Sure. The reason I subjected you to that version is so we can clear up once and for all. Sure. Not me singing that theme song. Never has been. No. People thought it was you? Yes. What people? Uh, I just went to a uh, baseball game. There's news. I went to a, a baseball stadium over the weekend. Sure. And my friend I went with argued with me. Will? He argued Will with you. Will argued with me, said he wouldn't, he would not accept that it wasn't me singing. Weird. Why am I bringing up the Incontinentals theme song? From season one of the I story thought, hole. I, I thought you the, just the, felt like it. The greatest like podcast on earth. No, there's a yeah. reason. And the reason oh. is our guests today are Steve and Adam, who were in the Incontinentals. Wow. Continuing our string of musical guests. Indeed. Steve and Adam had a... a great tale of uh, a, a, a two-in-one gig <laughs> didn't go so great. Not the best. I'm noticing some recurring themes sure. in my musician friend's stories. Mm -hmm. One is audience is not appreciating their art. No, not at all. <laughs> and the other is hitting heads on heavy things <laughs> on stages. Yep. That'll do it. If you're a musician out there and you've yet to stand up from a bent position underneath a heavy speaker or light, spoiler alert, uh, when you're up on that stage, know your surroundings. Know your surroundings. Always. Don't end up concussed. Sure. I know we're going to be out there making concerts again soon, so be safe out there, okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, real quick. I want to yeah. make a quick apology to Dwight. For calling him Doug. Dwight, if yeah. you happen to listen, I have a feeling Dwight's the kind of guy who spits at podcasts, but if he listens to this, yeah, I swear to God, he had a, either a sticker on his guitar that said Doug, <laughs> like, or like, it was like, I remember, you know, those name patches on work shirts. Yeah. There was yeah, a yeah. name patch that said Doug. Yeah. And either he wore a shirt with that or it was like adhered to his guitar. Okay. Some, there was a Doug patch involved whenever Somewhere. When I, that w I would frequently see. Right. And like, I, I don't know if that's a good excuse because when someone sees someone in a work shirt and assumes that that name is their name, that's, that's, a, name. Pretty, yeah. that's a stupid thing to assume. Well, I mean, if you wore it a lot, <laughs> I mean, although it, that might just been a work. <laughs> yeah, true. And yeah. Anyway, Dwight, I knew that I knew there was some two D word thing that I had with your name and I'm sorry. I want to tell, uh, I have a friend, uh, Nike, that I uh, had a similar thing with for a little while. Or it might have been Bill. I'm not sure if it was Bill or Nike. 
Not positive. Probably Nike. Was yeah, probably Nike. Sounds like a Russian name. I think it was Russian. I think he was Russian. <laughs> or he was a, a god of running or whatever the fuck that company is named after. <laughs> I knew this kid uh, growing up. His name was, my parents went to Palm Springs and all I got with this lousy, was this lousy t-shirt. That was his name. Apparently. What a weird name. Apparently. Weird. Yeah, must must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Duck Dwight. Ah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, enjoy Creepy. this story. Please do. This stories. Enjoy this story. This. Enjoy this story. Enjoy this, this suite of stories. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You made it seem good. Not bad at all. Welcome to the story hole. Adam Kirkendall. Right? Yes. Spelled, yes, that's correct. Not spelled like it sounds. Not in remotely. You're probably the most unspelled like it sounds name I of anyone I've ever known. Yeah. No, but, it's like, uh, who who would have thought that a U and a Y make an R sound? Yeah, the Dutch did. And you got umlauts? Is that for real? Oh, yeah. Or is that oh, yeah, it's for realsies. Well, it's it's a little bit of column A, a little column B. My 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 family didn't bother with the the umlauts, but then like one day they told me about it, oh, and I like, and I was like, well, why the fuck aren't we doing that? Because it's like that would be a major like like yield sign to mm-hmm. anybody who's about to try to pronounce that name. So That's and true. it does. It's it stops and they'll see that. I'm like, oh, how, how do you say that? I'm like, yacht club. So it and wasn't I'm, even. It wasn't even a. Uh... Just like, but it was like legit like in the day it was like it was used but then you know they what i'm saying of, you weren't even after it for the tough like umlauts it was just no. <laughs> courtesy for the name pronouncer but if i had ever had like a boy i have two daughters but if i'd ever had a boy i would have called him umlaut, umlaut. umlaut? am i am umlaut. i mangling it is that <laughs> well, german it's, it's, no dutch okay well we're out of time guys uh thanks for joining me <laughs> <laughs> it was good to be here and Great. steve ruffin of now you guys played in band and this story is going to be about said band uh yeah. and that band was called the incontinentals which yeah if you're a real fan of the story hole and go back to season one you know the incontinentals as the crooners of our theme song oh there it is so you guys were both in the incontinentals one of the most Beloved bands in Columbia, Missouri, by myself and others. That was Adam, a great time. Adam was OG, you're the OG drummer. I was the Pete Best, the Pete Best drummer, the one that like happened in the middle when nobody was looking. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking. Oh, I don't. You're... I don't think there was a, a Incontinental show where, after a certain point, I didn't yell for you to take your pants off. And, and I probably obliged and where you, you did not oblige. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking like there was a, I don't have a copy of it, but I remember we did like a photo shoot uh, for, I don't know who did, I don't know if it was Emilio who did the shoot, but I remember we, we did a bunch of photos and then I like ran off and then came back completely naked and we all piled in on the sofa together. And it's like me dead center and everybody sitting around me really close. And I think all you have on it, well, actually not on, but I think you have a cigarette in your hand and that's it. Yeah, I think that's, that's about it. Yeah. It's and it's, it's, it's amazing what a lucky strike will hide on me. <laughs> <laughs> Un- unfiltered. 
And Steve, you were in the band from from dusk till dawn. Well, I guess they started out just Mike and uh, um, Doug. And Dwight. Dwight. Yep. Dwight, yeah. a.k.a. Doug. Adam and I worked together at Shakespeare's Pizza, Steve. For That's two, fantastic. For two yeah. weeks. <laughs> and you might have I, actually no, I, quit I, before I, I left. No, I see. I thought I lasted longer than two weeks. No, I only lasted two weeks. Yeah, you only lasted two weeks, but yeah. And the funny part about that to me, we shared your 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 job breaking moment. Yeah, exactly. That was it. The the next day. So Steve, when they back in the day when they hired you at Shakespeare's, it was such a prestigious place to work. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. That they're like, and apologies to any of my Shakespeare's homies listening to this, but uh, my experience was. So so, but uh, they're like, okay, well you, we're gonna bring you on, but everyone starts on a two week probationary period. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. Um, and so uh, there were a couple th- weird things about that job. First of all, if you delivered, which is what I was hired to do, me and Adam were delivery guys. Yeah. You also had to wash fucking dishes between oh, man. pizza sometimes yeah. between deliveries, and it's like. So right off the bat, it's like, what type of shit is this, man? The drivers are supposed to stand around and crack wise until we got deliveries to do. But well, no. like the fun part was like the the you know there was that little hole yeah. that like the customers would put their plates through, mm-hmm. and it was right next to the dishwashing area. So you'd have that you know industrial strength power washer, uh-huh. and you just zap them when they put their head in through the window, <laughs> just, just like just scare the shit out of it. That was the saving grace was dish dogging with Adam, but when that when it wasn't with Adam, it was interminable. So we yeah. got we got to order. Uh, one day, one afternoon, or not, an, we didn't get an order. We walked in, and what what was that manager do with the ponytail? I was trying to think of that the other day. I was like, I the general manager. I, anyway, he's like, okay, guys. So yeah. he was uh, he was a legacy. Was he? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he'd been there from the beginning. So. uh so he, we go in and he's like, okay, guys, here's what's going down today. We got a 150 pie order for the med school. 150 pizzas, Steve. Yeah, That's incredible. Oh, it's nuts. And you and you and Adam are going to deliver them. They're going to be coming out in like batches of 25, something like that. <laughs> so he's got his pickup truck, which he's putting, you know, and what we they have those boxes. I don't know if you've ever worked in pizza. Steve, but uh, I have not. I've never have you ever seen... been in the pizza biz? <laughs> I've never seen. I don't know if you delivered. I've never seen this anywhere but Shakespeare's. But they had these boxes that would hold twelve pizzas. Oh right, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A, a it was like a little apartment complex for pizzas. And it had, a, yeah, and it had a handle on it that you put over your shoulder because you can't just carry twelve pizzas like sure. that. Sure. So anyway, Adam and I took turns with a couple. I think he, like he would put like four of these in the back of his truck or something and take oh, a couple, yeah, yeah. couple runs. And uh I feel like I might have we might have both been using his car just alternating. I don't remember. Yeah, I think we were. Import unimportant detail, but <laughs> the, the important thing is so I get there to deliver my two towers of pizza. I strap one on one arm, I strap one on the other arm, I'm like and I walk in and it's like you go in this office, it was in some big medical building like down near i can't remember if it was the hospital it might even been out here by where i I live where it was like there's like a building south of town anyway i I think it was like the university hospital the main one yeah over by uh 
whatever. But I it wasn't remember. the main entrance. Yeah. It was some like no, no, no. It was a side area, like administrative yeah. building. And I forgot to tell you, Steve. This Shakespeare's did this order for them for zero dollars and zero cents. Gave them like all this pizza for free. So I get to the building. <laughs> I, I I walk in the doors and there you're is, knee like, deep in pies. Twelve pies on each arm. There's it looks no, like a, like a like a a mule going down the Grand Canyon. Exactly, that's exactly like just right. the saddlebags on either side, you know. Just in front of me is a stairway of like a hundred stairs to like this mezzanine level, and that's where we're going. There's no escalator. There's no. I didn't see an elevator at the time. I hoofed it up this oh. immense stairway. I was literally like shaking and sweating by the time I got to the. Oh top. yeah, it so was unbelievable. We, we did a couple rounds of this, and uh, and uh. I, I can't remember if we asked him, like, if I think we just assumed there wasn't, and like, we were just kind of waiting at the end for him to be like, Yeah, thanks, guys, and like slip us something, or or someone at the fucking medical school. You just got God knows, like, a thousand dollars worth of free pizza, like, slip us a five dollar bill or something. I mean, Not... even like a tongue, even a tongue depressor would have been nice. <laughs> Just like, our fucking, like just at least just check if i've got hemorrhoids or something just give <laughs> get something out of this i obviously now don't have a hernia so we got nothing and i'm thinking i, I i'm gonna reenact some things that might have never happened because it was a long time ago <laughs> why would i remember the details but i was i was probably like dude it's okay because there was a policy there you got 50 cents or it was like 45 or 48 cents Per pizza you delivered, oh! So I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's cool. We got that forty-five cent per pie thing." <laughs> and, and then Adam was like, "There's a twelve limit per order," <laughs> which there was. Yeah, I uh, it's just and, and I was pissed. And then the next day, I think it was, I went to the manager guy, not the ponytail dude, but his underling. Um, yeah, and I was like, "Hey, you know how when you hire people?" Uh, it's a two-week uh, probationary period. He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, not. I don't think this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm you never want to meet your meet your heroes or work at your favorite places. Which is uh, just, yeah, I've done that a lot, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. All right, but we're not here to talk about my my all-time low low lights in pizza delivery and sales we're here to talk about the incontinentals and a fateful trip to alabama uh fayetteville arkansas correct uh, well it starts with a i got that part right. yeah you were right on the money so this is fairly early because how much of the band's life did adam span Half i was in it for like i was gonna say wow, was it four years Knowing the way he compresses now. Well, well what's yeah. funny is like, all right, so I was up in Chicago until 94. And when I came back, and because Steve and I had been in a band before I left to go to school in Chicago. Right. And and I can't remember what, what was our name in that. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, yeah, that's, that's Steve how good is we not were. the detail recaller. Like, oh my like, God. I mean, like, I remember uh. playing it. I remember playing in that band, but I remember all I ever remember us playing was like, like at a sub shop or something. That was like, like the only time we ever played live together. Mm. Uh, it was a very, uh, it, 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 that band was all about, um, 
uh, improvisation, really. Yeah. Cool. We were we were exploring like uh, how good you can be without practicing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, so, all right. So yeah. So I came back in '94, and I think Steve, you had just started playing with the Incontinentals, or where were you? Had you been playing with them before I got there? Yes. Okay. So yeah, yeah I I came back and and then uh, they it was like uh, uh, it's funny I was thinking about this the other day that like I had a friend who hired people uh, based on the three A's like availability affability and ability and like in that in that order and i was thinking like i must have checked off the first two boxes really well because the the ability one was like i was thinking my drumming style was just like constantly tripping into the beat uh Uh, not like on acid but like a a, a sustained stumble yes um so uh but yeah so uh they, they needed a drummer so i came in and then uh we I, I don't know where the guys were like they had i know you guys had like an album but i don't think you had been on the album yet steve like they had had their own basement tape that they made that was the so they had they had done a couple of cassette tapes mm-hmm. two or three maybe mm-hmm. and then they made that into a compilation and then when i met them they were in the middle of recording the next cassette so i was on that one Okay. And that that was uh, descending a buttery staircase. Oh, yeah. And in fact, the picture that Adam was talking about earlier, uh, where he was uh, without clothes <laughs> and uh, was actually we framed that and put that in front of all the cassettes at the counter of Salt of the Earth. <laughs> and, and didn't sell a one. No, no. <laughs> So everybody this, wanted to buy the photo not the cassettes so this oh, is yeah. this is yeah. around the time that this gig happened well uh i know i only contextualize that because it okay. was like w- when i hit the band then i don't remember how this happened but i became like the the booking manager cool and yeah. and and i just remember being like really driven for us to play out a bunch mm-hmm. and uh because i i just yeah i was like fell in love with the guys and the music but um so i just like booked it hard like i can't remember i'm trying to think of the other day like there was that club in st louis that we tried to get into and they were like only if you've been played on the radio or if you can guarantee you bring in 25 people so we were just anything we could get into we would take the show for the most part Mm -hmm. uh like uh and and we yeah we had like a crazy show in uh wichita kansas at kirby's beer store that was like you know it's i mean to, to get the band into the bar, they had to remove the picnic table because <laughs> that was all it would fit in there. Uh, and Steve and I are both working at a 50 minute photo uh, together, processing a lot of photos of Pause. autopsy shots. And- For our younger listeners, 50 minute photo was, you know, when you drive around and you see those little cigarette huts in parking lots? <laughs> they look like little dog houses <laughs> that sell cigarettes. Well, those yeah. used to be photo developing <laughs> places, but they weren't all in those right. little huts. They were in regular storefronts and at the mall. You take your right. film in, you get your pictures in fifty minutes. Fifty minutes, or you still pay for it. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. Uh, and okay, so uh, I had booked us a show at. Um, uh jr's light bulb 
in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which was which was a club beneath a pizza place. Uh, and but we were opening up for Blue Mountain, so it was like a it was a sweet show. We were excited about it, and that sounded good. And uh, about I want to say like I don't know if, how much heads up we had. It was either like a week before or it was the day before we were going to go down. Uh, I think man- it was like about a week. So yeah, a week before we're supposed to go down, and uh, the management calls and says, "Hey." Uh, if you guys are up for it, if you come down earlier in the day uh, at our other location, JR's Ballroom, mm. uh, which was a yeah bigger yeah bigger place, uh, we have a sleep at the wheel open uh, playing, and we'd like you to open up for them. But you'd come down, you'd open up for a sleep at the wheel, and as soon as you're done, you'd hop in your Suzu Trooper, cruise across town to JR's. Ball room, uh, light bulb and uh-huh. go down the basement and open up for uh, Blue Mountain all in one night. And we were like, oh yeah, great. Sounds good. Let's do it. Nice. Double the pay. Double yeah. the pay. And Plus, I mean, uh, Asleep at the Wheel is a Grammy winning band. We, you know, oh, we yeah. can't turn that down. Hell no. Uh, so, yeah. So we, we pack up the Isuzu Trooper and we, we head down south and we go straight to uh, JR's ballroom. And whenever I've told other people about the story, the only way I can describe the bar, and it's only helpful if you've been in one before, but I'm like, if you've ever been in a Coors bar, like all those, you know, the beer, like there's, like the, what was the Silver Bullet bar? You know, it's like, uh-huh. there used yeah. to be one on the uh, the south side or north side of town on the way to Hallsville. Oh yeah, the country, uh, the country venue here. Right, yeah, but it used to be the Coors Silver Bullet Bar, I think, oh, okay. at one point. I didn't know it was a Coors. And, and it was like a chain, and they were all the same. It was sort of like a showbiz pizza place or a Chuck E. Cheese of country music. Uh-huh. Uh, and it would have two bars on either side, so you could constantly drink, regardless if you were on what side of the house you were on. Right. So it was the same kind of venue, I, rem- I seem to recall. So it was like a big space. Yeah, a really, really nice area oh, for dancing. Nice. Yeah. You know. For line dancing. Well, it's a good mm-hmm. thing, yeah, because the Incontinentals are on the job. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> actually, maybe oh, on yeah, the ride on. down to back up a bit, probably on the ride down, we talked about how we needed to honky tonk up everything for the Asleep <laughs> yeah. at the Wheel uh-huh. show. Yeah. yeah. So you know. And by the way, um, in the in the car on the way down to the show is a good place to decide to do that. Like God, yes. God forbid, well, you yeah. rehearse yeah. them any certain way. Right. Yes. Now we, you know, just formulate a plan. Right. Uh You know, so uh, so we were going to at least try to fit in Mm -hmm. as best we could as an open deck for a sleep at the wheel. And uh, yeah, it should be said that like we went down with all best intentions. We we had all you know, we were proud to be a part of this this billing. It was going to be great. We were excited about a sleep at the wheel. We were excited about Blue Mountain. There was high hopes. You know, we were. It's going to be a good time. It was going to be a good time. I'm starting to get the feeling that's not how it plays out, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, So we we get down to Fayetteville, uh, and we get to the bar, uh, Uh and we walk in, and it's like, wow, this is great. And uh, the the manager of the bar, like I I think, comes up and is like, hey, uh, just so you guys know, uh, Asleep at the Wheel said, if you guys want to use their gear, 
uh, like their amps and the drum kit or whatever, uh, especially since you, you've got to cook it over to the other venue next, it might just make things smoother and easier. And we're like, oh, okay. That's a, and especially for me, like as the drummer, it's like anytime I don't have to lug all that crap out and mm -hmm. set it up or all that, I was like, perfect. I love it. Uh, and the guys just had to plug in. So we were uh, in essence, like ready to do our sound check right away, like just almost straight out of the, the car. And uh, we get up on stage and uh, we start just, you know, cheering through some songs. Uh -huh. And again, the place is like completely empty. There's nobody there except for like a few, you know, employees. But then like way at the back, like the towards the entrance, this, this big, like, I don't know, uh, like Hoss from Bonanza type dude comes walking in and he's got a wireless microphone, like at a, like a karaoke bar. Uh -huh. And, and he's, I mean, we can't hear him. We just see him cause we're playing and he's like talking in the mic and there's this woman that's following him around with like a clipboard uh -huh. and, and they're just sort of like circling the place, uh, wandering around and we get to a normal break in the, and a song and I, I don't know if i think it was the the woman with the clipboard came up and said hey we're we're from the local you know country radio station we were just wondering if like you guys would be uh we're, we're doing a live feed from here we wonder if you guys want to you know do an interview on the on the air right now nice. and like everybody in the band is like no but he will and point to me uh -huh. point right to adam yep. <laughs> i was like i was like yeah, okay all right sure so so we finished sound check. Uh -huh. So we finished sound check, and I, I I go down on the floor, go and jump in, Steve. If you 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 think of a tidbit, I'm I'm missing or. Well, I mean, we we all walk down with you, yeah. And we're just kind of hanging out by the side of the bar as this guy starts interviewing you. So you can hear <laughs> this interview taking place. You didn't yes. go run and hide. You're just. And I believe it's actually live on air. Oh yeah! Oh, we were live on the air. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. Continue adding. Like, well, they're like at one point, they're like, "So, uh, where's Ray?" And I was, uh, you know, the lead singer <laughs> from Leslie. Well, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, was like, I guess he's in the bus. Uh, you know, maybe taking a nap or something. Oh, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, oh, that's great." Well, how long have you been with the band? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's been about two years now, I think. And I'm like, wow, that's great. That's great. And, you know, I don't know, some other just bullshit questions that were asked well, away. And things like life on the road, real but, generic yeah, but, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah you know? very generic, very broad. Uh, and, and I mean, all, but all questions I could answer, you know, right. truthfully, you yeah. know, from, from what I'm thinking. And, uh, and nothing's so Dylan, clicking for you. No, not yet. Okay. No, not, well, well, we go to well, a commercial. We go to a commercial break. Uh huh. <laughs> and and oh, and well, plus, Adam, what I, you, what you Adam, what you don't know is all three of us realize what's going on. Oh fuck! Of course. Are you serious? And so we're just letting it run. Oh, Are you man. serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, we didn't know at first, right? What was going on? No, yeah, but, not not at first. Yeah, not but before that commercial that. break. We were all catching on that I think they think we're somebody else. Yeah, it was not until we, we came back from the commercial break that I understood because it came into full view. Uh, well, and the other thing is like the guy who's interviewing me, like it wasn't a nudie suit. He didn't have on a nudie suit, but he had like on the, the Kmart version of nudie suit. You know, so it's like, so he was decked out. So 
So we come back from the commercial break and he's like, hey, this is, you know, blah, 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 blah. And we're here at JR's ballroom and we're talking to Adam Kirkendall, the drummer for Asleep at the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. It was like our, our airtime is about to get really cut short. Uh, so immediately, again, because like I said, like I'm like the, the tour guy uh -huh. who books all the shows and, right. and has been putting the press kits together. So I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get the most out of this airtime as right. possible. Uh -huh. So I was just immediately like, actually, I'm the drummer for the Incontinentals and we're also opening up for Blue Mountain at JR's, you know, just going <laughs> to this whole like, pitch of like everything we're doing. And as like I'm getting out every single word I can. They're like, you know, giving the cut it, cut it. This is not right. This is you got the wrong song. You know? And they, and I mean, and they, and I mean, they obviously like uh, did not look good. They uh -huh. could not identify the actual drummer. Right. Uh, I mean, the, show, the astonishing thing is they were there for our sound check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They obviously didn't know anything about Asleep at the Wheel either. Yeah, right. they didn't well, yeah, know anything. Yeah. I mean, here we are, a bunch of twenty somethings, and Asleep at the Wheel at that time were. 50, 60 years yeah, old. These are big, white, bearded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, and what? a lady, at least one lady. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, we, and we did not look, you know, our attire, which was yeah. also probably our stage attire. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, just like jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we looked like uh, asleep at the wheel lounging or on a meth break. <laughs> so, or they're ne'er-do-well kids. Yeah, exactly. It was like they're sometimes they make unless their kids get up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so our airtime gets cut short pretty quick after that. They wrap it up and they're like, "Ah, oh, thank you." Uh, and and then this is the part, Steve, where I hope you can help me out because the, the between the the radio event and us coming back to play, I just all I remember in that in that in between time is the weird toilet that was like a throne right so so i think we went to a to we had enough time to to get a meal at least i think maybe we did a quick maybe a couple games of billiards or something along the yeah. way towards finding we found a mexican restaurant mm -hmm. and of course you know with some drinks already in us we get sit down and i i'm assuming we had some margaritas probably mm -hmm. at least and then um, one of the other guys, Dwight, um, went off to use the restroom. Mm -hmm. And he came back like with this huge smile on his face about like he'd had the best experience of his life. Um, and it was, it was crazy. So then I think we all eventually went oh, into we had, the bathroom yeah. and it, you know, it was a, <laughs> it was a, you know, it wasn't a single, it wasn't a one holer, uh -huh. you know, it had multiple stalls. Right. But each stall had like a serious thick wall mm -hmm. from floor to ceiling. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like just your panels. Mm -hmm. So like when you shut that door, you were in your own cubicle mm -hmm. and you could make as much noise as you wanted and nobody could hear you. <laughs> so we tried to, you know, use that to the best of our ability. You tested the acoustics. Um, best of the acoustics. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I seem to remember. Uh, did we not go to two places? Because I remember a second bathroom where the the toilets were like you went in 
and it's like, sort of like you know in the dating game when they got the three guys lined up in the on the stool side by mm -hmm. side it was like that there was no dividing like walls or anything but it was like up on a stage so like when you <laughs> this can't be so real like, i'm telling you i swear it's like you, you came in like yeah and the fucking thing was is like you opened the door to the men's room and it was the first thing you saw like like these three judges that were just standing to sitting on the crapper you know so and what, I, was that so we, I swear we played some billiards before we ate. Could it have been oh, yeah. at that no, place? I think it might have been there. That's pretty much the full experience in life. You know, yeah, you could like be a shy pooper or but... you could be a real showman. <laughs> <laughs> just like but the, the, share just, it for the world. The ultimate private bathroom stall had enough to get, get Dwight grinning from ear to ear. Oh, he he had a great time there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I've had I've had worse apartments than that bathroom. Like, yeah, yeah which you know place. really put us all in the mood like this is going to be a good show because oh yeah, you know we yeah, we've all know. evacuated as much as we Jesus can Christ. so oh, so yeah. we can we put really now more liquid yes. you know yeah. more more beer sodas in our bodies mm -hmm. you know so uh, so yeah so uh, after that then it's time to go back and and do the show. And and we get in there and uh, and remember before, it's early so it's probably like a seven p.m. show or something like that maybe uh -huh. yeah yeah um, and I remember we're like standing around just kind of you know have, sipping beers watching the people come in and and it starts to get packed I mean uh, it's I don't know I I'm, I suck at numbers so I would just I, say like. I would guess that that place held at least a thousand people. Oh yeah, easily. And when they oh, so we're kind. There's a green room behind the stage mm -hmm. that we kind of hung out in for a little bit. Right. And uh, we still haven't met asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. their their bus is outside, but there we don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. um, and we keep looking out as after they've opened the doors, we keep looking out, and every single person that comes through that door looks like Garth Brooks. Mm -hmm. Yeah so we know we're we're in we're in we have to honky tonk everything up oh yeah or it's gonna be bad mm -hmm. oh i know. swear i think i have seen every type of 10 gallon hat ever made in that yeah. one show i mean it was just it was as far as the eye could see you know uh and this is also like a i i'm a, from my memory it was either a friday or saturday night so you know everybody's coming uh -huh. out to have a good yeah. time oh, yeah. and oh, yeah, they yeah. have been looking forward to this and they are ready and to dance. They are they ready to dance. And they oh, are yeah. serious asleep at the wheel fans, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, as we would come to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so, yeah, so it comes time to play. Uh -huh. And and we go up on the stage and uh, and it was like and, and going up on the stage was like uh, a stairway up the side, you know, uh, was how we got it in and out of the off the stage um and so we get up and we start to i think we click off the, i mean i don't think there was any kind of introduction no. uh, it, it was just get up and start to play and so i remember like click 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 off the to get the first song going and almost as quickly as we started it the entire crowd is like Get off the stage, you motherfucker! You suck! You suck! And nonstop, nonstop. Well, no, wait, 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 wait. Now, now my memory is a little different than that. Oh shit! Okay, all right. That 
that that first song, yeah. we were trying to, you know, honky tonk it up and people did start to get on the floor and dance. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. So, you know, because they were, they were, that's what they were there to do. Yeah. Right. Yep. But then but they quickly discovered Adam's. It sloppy... quickly di- oh, yeah. dissolved into something <laughs> yeah. else. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> They did try to dance, but yeah, by the end of the first song, I think we we knew <laughs> that that something wasn't right. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if it was at the and once again, the we've got response. two different memories here, but yeah, it was yeah. either the end of the first song or the end of the second song, uh-huh. where someone actually walked up. Oh yes, at the front of the stage, uh-huh. and when we ended the song, he said something like. You're insulting the audience. Yeah, he was like, he, I remember him being like, "I don't know if you guys realize it or not, but you're insulting a lot of people here tonight, and it's best you just get off the stage." Just by playing. And, and, and yeah, and I remember Mike just being like, "Thank you, sir." One, two, three, into the next song, because we were like fucking bound and determined to get through our entire set. We're just like, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. And I, I remember at one point, like, again, like, just a fucking just pissy vitriol that was coming our way. I remember looking off, like, off to the, 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 the left, and there was, like, this table of what looked like PTA moms mm-hmm. that were just, like, out for a lovely evening together. And I thought, like, if anybody's going to throw me just some kind of compassion, uh-huh. it'll be these ladies. And I remember looking over at them and making eye contact. And like, I gave them my best kind of like, well, you know, we're trying. And they were like, fuck you, asshole. Get off this stage. You suck. You suck. Oh, my okay, God. Okay. So, so after that guy told us, basically told us off. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that next song was Reba Visa, which oh. is a song about Reba yes. McIntyre. Reba McIntyre at the time had started advertising for Visa. And she actually had her own Visa card that you could get with her image on it. Right. And it's a, it's a humorous song. Yeah. Yeah. It makes fun of her and Willie Nelson and about his debt and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we played that thinking, hopefully, maybe, you know, because it mentions Reba McIntyre, that they'll settle down. Uh-huh. Well, it just escalated after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just like we kept pissing on the audience and they were. Just yeah. Like, and I mean, there is no one on the dance floor. And if they're at the bar they're look they're not looking at us uh-huh. yeah you know they're watching the bartender yeah any anybody who was looking at us was like also spitting in our direction yeah <laughs> yeah and i from my memory it was after that song that that mike just yelled one more and let's get out of here uh-huh. oh, okay <laughs> and we did that whatever that song was we did it and then and then he just he just said well, maybe well, something like good night um but then that's when the kicker well this is uh, yeah. this is when the kicker comes yeah. in <laughs> so you, you want to tell it what, what you want me to tell it you tell it you tell it well so since, well, since you were an accomplice in this moment right all, so all so is that as this moment he's about to describe is happening i'm watching this happen in slow motion uh-huh. and it's kind of like that that i'm like no <laughs> in the background uh-huh. so so of course we didn't have to pull off much of equipment uh-huh. so we could get off the stage fairly quickly uh-huh. um but as i'm i think i'm like just taking cords wrapping cords up or something and gonna get my bass and gonna walk off the stage mike walks over to me and just whispers in my ear um 
would you come to the middle of the stage and kiss me? <laughs> so, so I do. I walk back to the middle of the stage with him uh-huh. and we give each other a very big lip lock. Full on man kiss. And then turn to the audience and wave bye-bye <laughs> and walk off. Now, also instantaneously, uh-huh. like after that moment happened, this door that none of us knew existed behind me uh-huh. flies open and it's the manager and he's like, come on, get off the stage. Get <laughs> They're going to kill you. And we do. We, we come flying off the stage and we come running down this ramp. And as we're running down the ramp, asleep at the wheel, our first encounter with them uh-huh. are coming out of the green room. And as we run past, we're like, we got them warmed up for you. <laughs> um, and I do remember one of one of the guys in Asleep at the Wheel said, wait, that you should keep playing. You know, you're, you're ending way too early. And I don't know who said it, but somebody's like, you need to tell them out there that we're OK. Yeah. You know, and we were we we didn't even get to really hang out with them or anything. We literally jumped in the Isuzu Trooper and got them. Out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Stillwater um, got nothing on you guys when it comes to uh, <laughs> narrow escapes. That's a little uh, almost famous reference there. When they nice. Yeah. Tour bus um, through the gates there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't pull the plug on your next gig. The, the, so no. So they, we. No. Know. No. Um, and and and, and the to be honest, I think the guy, the the man, the the owner or whoever it was of the place as we were running out also apologized to us because he actually yeah, thought no, that we were... would we could fit in with them mm-hmm. yeah they didn't give you a chance um, he saw that no. no we we got good support from the venue and and everything oh, so it wasn't right. it was really just uh the the audience that despised us that was <laughs> so you know it was just a thousand people that hated us hated us and about three people that were really nice to us that was good so, I mean, you know, Wonderful. what, four songs and we still get paid for the full time. That's pretty good. You know, yeah, sometimes that's the best. You know, one thing I have forgotten or we've forgotten to say is that there were other people like from Columbia that drove down with us oh, in their right. own car because they wanted to see the shows. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So while we were driving to JR's light bulb, uh-huh. that other crews uh, peeled off and went and found a hotel room mm-hmm. that we could all stay in because yeah. like we weren't going to be driving anywhere after these shows. Um, especially we needed to hide out since we basically had our lives threatened. <laughs> um, so there's that. But so I, I, you know, I remember getting to JR's light bulb and we loaded in. But again, when and, we got there though, I got, I got the, the beautiful words spoken to me again, which was blue mountain says your drummer can use his drum kit. He doesn't have to unpack. And I was like, sweet. And I just went straight to the bar and just like, I don't know that I saw anybody again after that. You could have been so Um, much more comfortable on the road down without all those drums in the car. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't even have to bring them. And, and and also the, the, the strangeness is we've gone from a a room which could easily fit a thousand people to a basement that fit. God, I don't know. You think a hundred? Yeah, yeah, I maybe, say, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe a hundred, you know, so. If you count the pizza parlor upstairs. Right. Yeah. So a very different kind of show. Uh, 
from my memory, that stage wasn't even that high off the ground. It was maybe just no. like a couple of feet at most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I remember pulling equipment up on the stage and they had, it was such a small stage that actually the, the mains were hanging from the ceiling and they were actually on the stage too. And I was backing up and I whacked the back of my head on the corner of one of those speakers and immediately saw stars and almost dropped to my knees. Like, Oh, I just think I just gave myself a concussion. Uh-huh. Um, so and when, basically and when, when he saw stars, one of the stars he saw was Danny Baldwin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, before we did this thing, I was like, God damn it. I wish I had a Danny Baldwin reference. There you go. He's like, yeah, there we are. I was able to stick it in there. So for, for those the of you of not in night, on the joke, please refer to our first episode ever. Driving well, and like, and also like your, what is it? The fifth, the fifth or sixth. Yeah. Somebody also has another Danny Baldwin story. Yeah. So you did listen to that? Cool. You caught up on the, sorry, sorry. the, broad, the Baldwin, uh, legacy yeah i'm sorry to i'm sorry realize. steve you saw no, stars no, yeah, yeah, sure. no 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 i saw danny baldwin uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> he was like like flying around your head like birdies in a car. well then i i actually yeah. talked to him saying shouldn't you be at the uh, sleep at the wheel show <laughs> but he stayed and watched us well, nice. i don't know um no so uh so for the rest of the night I'm really hazy on memories, okay. though there are things that are definitely ingrained in my brain. So everybody take that with a grain of salt. I mean, I was loopy and probably stupidly still drinking. Yeah, yeah and you'd had say, yeah, uh, yeah. a few before then. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but show-wise, I think it went off pretty well. Yeah, I well, all, the only part I remember about the show was, like I said, when we got there and I knew I didn't have to bring out my drum kit, I went straight to the bar and I don't know who I was talking to or what I was drinking, but I remember, I think it was you or somebody came and told me, hey, it's, it's time to play. Uh-huh. And I remember going up on the stage and I remember clicking off the first song. And I don't remember anything else after that. And the next memory I have is the trunk of a car opening uh-huh. and I'm inside the trunk. Uh-huh. And, and I assume the, you're only seeing this from the point of view of inside. The trunk. This, yeah. Okay. I'm in, yeah. I'm inside seeing the trunk door open. You're not having an and, out of body experience at this point. No, watching the trunk no. open from outside there. Okay. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the lead singer, one of the guys from Blue Mountains over standing over me with a joint and he's like, your band's leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then that was when I got out of the trunk and I met Blue Mountain for the first time or, or the, or the second time. I'm not sure. But you must have meant them when you said, pardon me, can I take a nap? Is there someplace warm I can sleep? Is there someplace warm for me to curl up around a radial or some kind of spare tire? You, you know, but my memory is they just took it in stride. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, this is this guy's OK. He's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, we were we were all very, uh, for the most part, very passive and kind drunks. You know, we weren't belligerent. So I think right. that, you know, that 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 speaks volumes to uh, our friendships that we've formed but uh so so one of the things we used to always do was we'd have we'd we'd have a little zine 
called Fix and Distinct that we'd give out at the shows yeah. that was just about the band. So when we came back, I made an entire zine that was just a board game recounting all of the terrible things that had happened nice. on that trip. So how do you win? Do you find the hotel? Um, I think it, you're trying to make your way back to Columbia. Oh, cool. I need <laughs> from Fayetteville. I need this in my life. Yeah, I'll, I'll scan it and give it to you. Nice. I know. What were what was like? What were some of the things you could land on? Well, so are the so, cards? Yeah, yeah, you would land on spaces and then have to pick cards. Like, uh, let's see, uh, endure Bible Belt radio programming for duration of trip. Advance two blessed spaces. <laughs> <laughs> oh well here we go um do radio interview at kix 104 advanced two spaces yeehaw <laughs> uh, accused of insulting the audience kiss player to your left and go back one space <laughs> uh lose no. so so did this happen it this says lose control of your bladder change your skivvies and lose one turn did somebody uh do something like that <laughs> uh, i i don't know yeah I, oh boy that's a that's a harsh that's memory possible. that's possible um <laughs> but yeah um steve totally sober for too long recess reassess life and lose a turn <laughs> so everyone listening if you join the patreon you can play what's the name of the game the uh go home the home games nice. <laughs> for for the at home players a presentation yeah. of fixing to stink i love it definitely all right fellas steve i'll see you around the theater yeah adam i'll speak to you again soon yeah yeah no that sounds great all right fellas thanks again we'll give our, yeah give our best to the family we'll do yeah. Ian. Joe. I just wanted to jump in here at the end. Yeah. Because that that board game that Steve was talking about mm -hmm. sounds really fun. It sounds super fun. And as I said, that's going to be one of our, uh, our special offerings over on the Patreon. And you can find it all over at patreon.com slash the storyhole podcast. Indeed. We are going to have, for this episode, we have bonus content. We have two stories. One, a funny story of misadventure. The other is sort of like a Trailer Park Boys uh, written by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. It's <laughs> about right. That is about right. There's a little like supernatural that. thing going on. A little bit, yeah. Sort of, for lack of a better word. So, listen, if you want to hear more, go to the Patreon. I want to, I want to make, I want to put something out there. Okay, put it out, put it out, put it out, put it, here we go. Joel, oh, he's scratching, he's scratching his shoulder. That means he means business. Oh, crack the neck. Okay, Joel, crack the neck. Go. So when we put the the Nick Shoulders episode out, mm -hmm. great episode. Yeah, we put there's a whole extra story. And some and video of him playing live, a live performance. We put Eric out. There's mm. some, another good story, a very funny story about Nick Cave that Eric told us. Yes, a very funny story. So, 
let's say you're you're like I'm a Nick Shoulders fan. I want to hear that bonus content, but I don't want, I want, I don't to. want to commit to paying these guys however much money a month for the rest of my life. Listen, just pull the trigger. Treat yourself. Yeah, I would also add, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like. We've been giving you shit for a fucking coming up on two years okay, now. Okay, okay, calm down, Ian. <laughs> like, what is a couple of roll. bucks? You got what? A couple of bucks a fucking month is gonna break the bank? Okay, what listen. the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, person? Mythical person, Joel's talking to. I see where you're coming from. You're gonna hate that I say this. <sighs> okay, you want to hear that bonus episode? Join for a month. Hmm. If you don't like it, you can turn it off at any time. Yeah. At the most, you're out $2. Yeah. Two <laughs> fucking dollars. Yeah. It's not like better off dead. That $2 was worth a lot more those days. Two fucking dollars. It gets you every bonus thing there is so far. And this month, it's going to include a, a zine that you can print out and play a board game it's a free based on the episode. It's genius. For two dollars, damn you get it! All, all of this month's bonus content, and all of the mm -hmm. previous bonus content we put up before. It's like you're opening a and vault. All of the, yeah, and you have a month to sift through there and see what you like. You know, <laughs> try it out. Try it on. Try it size. out. You're also gonna hear that song Reba Visa that uh, got those ten gallon hat wearing folks all yeah. in a tizzy. Yeah. Don't you want to find out what that's all about? I, I do. think it's a great song. Yes. And serendipitous, again, mm. there's a mention of a truckload of pizzas in that Boom. song. Boom. We'll Most see compute. you over there on the Patreon. Enjoy. See you there. Don't Fuck worry. It. Ian will not be there to yell at you. I might. You can't promise that. How about this? You pay $2, I'll yell at you if you want. Fuck it. Yeah, and by the way, you're going to get your name brought up. we got to do some name drops. Maybe next month will be f the first. Yeah. How about we just, I'm going to warn you, though. Uh -huh. Maybe in two months, I'm going to do name drops of people who haven't signed up for the Patreon. <laughs> so prepare for that episode. I'm down with that. Yeah. That I am down with. Thanks for listening. The Story Hole is produced by Joel Huggins and Ian Golding. If you like what you've heard, please go ahead and subscribe. And if you would be so kind as to give us a nice five-star rating and a kind review on the podcast outlet of your choice, we'd be most appreciative. Special thanks to Nick Shoulders for the great music. Check him out at nickshoulders.bandcamp.com. For more, go to thestoryhole.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.